What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. Had a fun weekend, good training, etc., etc. Um, I had a, I had actually a, a really good weekend um, down the north coast. Um, I had, I had debated going and then and then not going and and then I obviously made the decision to go and um, I kind of knew if I went down the north coast, it would involve. Um, you know, socialize and things like that. But um, look, as I say, I made the decision to go, and um, I'm I'm doing my best not to. Um, what would you say? Like regret decisions that are made. Like um, I, I I've definitely got to the point where um, and and probably what happened at the weekend helped me sort of get to this place. But I've. I definitely got to the point now where, um, you know, the weekend probably made me like angry. Um, and, and I remember when Paul Pollock ran really fast, for example, like, you know, I, I felt that like anger and, and, and for really good reasons, like not, not, uh, not personal anger, just, you know, like almost motivation anger and, and like, you know, one of those moments where you're like, fuck, and then you're like, right, you know, this, this is it. Um, so to put the weekend in perspective, you know, I, I had been texting Kevin and, and, you know, wishing him, wishing him luck. And, um, you know, I, I actually, you know, he actually thanked me, you know, the day, the race, the day of the race, like after or whatever, just like saying, like, you know, speaking with me, maybe, you know, made him feel a bit more comfortable about the race and the pace. And, um, I, I one of the things I'd said to him was, you know, like it's <laughs> simplify it, like, and, and see the see see the awesomeness for what it is, and the simplification is they're closing down Seville. You know the whole city's being closed down for you to do what you do best and just run, and and that's such a fun way to think about a marathon. And um, it's 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 a privilege that a city or a place for for uh, events such as running, you know, the city will literally be locked down, closed down for what a bunch of runners to you know run around. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, no, I met, but then I totally forgot that Seville was even happening. And that was kind of like Friday we were texting and, um, probably because of some socializing and stuff Saturday, I, I just, I just keep completely forgot. And I woke up Sunday morning and I do this run along the North coast. And I mean, this, this run was the wind and this one was absolutely tragic. It was nailing me. Um, it was either smashing me in the face or it was smashing me from the side or um like there was a there was a few moments where I'm like going around corners and I swear I was having to like hold my core really tight because I was like this will blow me over um absolutely crazy but equally a lot of fun um and, and a new one for me to sort of run in winds that strong um but there's always like a, a mental thickening and a mental hardening as I talked about like getting days like that done so I'm like 18 mile into this run and I get a text and, and the text, I think the text was from Haas and it, and it was something along the lines of, you know, Kevin Ramwell and I was, and then it, I remembered, I was like, oh shit, Seville was this morning and, and so I just wrote back time question mark and he wrote back 21010 and, and you know, I, fuck, I, and I had a little moment of like, Jesus, like, um, and, and unfortunately for me, like, what it kind of means for me is I, I don't I just don't feel safe in, in like the position I'm in like with the Olympics in mind like um, I look at it and 
you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be like the national champion, and you know, I I won the national 10k champs twice in the last two years, and then I won the national marathon champs, which is you know pretty awesome, um, and it definitely it definitely will be looked favourable in in terms of like in the selection meeting if somebody else were to run a qualifying time or multiple people for that matter. Um, it would definitely be favourable. I hope that you're the national champion, and, and you know, given the role that Marathon Double Marathon Mission have played in developing Irish marathon running, and um, but at the end of the day, you're not you're not given any favours in running. So you know, don't expect to be like selected based on like someone doing you a favour. Um, one of the things, if I was in the selection committee, I'd be looking at would be the fact that you know I have been producing very consistent and solid results so if you ignore times because time time is relevant if everybody runs the same race but time becomes irrelevant if you know people people weren't running in the same race because weather changes courses change the depth of the field changes you know i placed like fifth at houston marathon and ran 18 miles by myself with like a bit of a headwind, whereas you know I'm I think Kevin and Paul both placed in the mid twenties, so like twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Um, of course, a fair fair test would have been if we were all. You know I I think I seen a video on Twitter and you know I think Kevin had a group of there must have been fifteen people in front of him and Hugh who were just sitting at the back of the group and like I, I'm not being like shitty but. I, I've never even sat on like two people, never mind like 15. Um, and so I've, I'm, the anger comes from like, why the fuck do I keep picking the wrong marathons? And um, I'm making decisions based on location, time of year, how it will work around like altitude blocks. And, and now I'm sort of kicking myself because I'm like, you know, you, you kind of fucked yourself a bit here because, you know, you ran, you keep running marathons that, before you even start, there might be like a little bit of a handicap compared to um, the likes of Valencia and, and now by the looks of it, Seville. Um, so, but the good thing is like selectors understand these things and, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's looked, it's at, at times as we know, we're starting to become a bit irrelevant for various factors. Um, but also like it'll be looked favorably that there's a consistency in my performances um, and, and, you know, obviously, like, why I said there's an anger and a hunger is because I, I decided to, you know, do Boston and, and I decided to go again. And, um, like, at Boston, you know, depending on weather, you might not run a super fast time. It's a, it's a point-to-point course. You know, if you get a headwind, um, like, like we've seen at Boston a couple of years in a row, actually, um, you're probably not going to be expected to run super quick. Um, but if I can get top 10 at a World Marathon major, then you're all of a sudden, you're putting yourself as one of the only athletes that has two qualifying standards. Um, and that's huge, you know, like the, the consistency to get not only one, but two Olympic qualifying standards would be, would be looked at as um, very strong. So then you're national 10K champion two years in a row, being a national marathon champion and you have two qualifying standards it's a okay nothing's guaranteed but like that's starting to look you know that's starting to look pretty good and that's what they're looking for like at the end of the day 
if you're going to select a team, you're going to pick the guys that you believe are consistently showing up, are consistently running well, and, you know, perhaps could go and perform on the day. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty angry. I was pretty angry Sunday morning because I was like, for fuck's sake, Phil, like, you know, these guys are out there. Like, did I get complacent, you know? Like, did I did I run my time and think, well, well that's me? But it's not just complacency. Like, I, I'm also well aware that I, tra- I trained really hard for Doha. Then I flipped it around really quick for Dublin and trained for Dublin. And then I flipped it around really quick after Dublin to train for Houston. So, like, you know, pretty much from... April, May of last year when I thought I was a bit fatigued and I was, I was, I basically started my world championship qualifying tree or my world. Yeah. For the world champs, I pretty much started training for that in like May because I, it was set up as, you know, I'll train for the Irish champs. And then after the Irish champs, 10 K I'll train for the marathon. And I was at altitude that whole time. So, um, I think maybe I got a little bit like, dare I say, like, like mentally just a bit burnt out, a bit tired, um, not burnt out to the extent of, like, you know, any type of concern, but you can definitely get mentally tired where, you know, you need a little bit longer, say, at home, you need to spend a bit more time with your friends, like, you need to have maybe a few more whatever helps you relax, you know, and everybody has their own little things, and, and for me, it just so happens to be, like, you know, a couple of couple of pints with my my mates that you know like I used to do that every weekend and but I was definitely fucking really pissed off because I was running on Sunday just thinking you're an idiot like what what the fuck were you doing you're you're out there having like pints and sambucas and all shit like this while while these guys are like you know the, the guys that haven't qualified yet and and could like at the end of the day they probably have three fucking faces pinned to their dartboard now me Kevin and Paul and they're they're trying to get you, you know. They're trying, they're coming at you. Um, and and I'm I'm sitting in a bar at twelve o'clock midnight, you know, drinking a drinking a pint. Um, so it was it was maybe like a, a big, um, almost like shock and almost like fuck, like. But I knew, like at the end of the day, I ran two eleven fifty with eighteen mile per hour winds. And anyone that's been running in Belfast recently knows how strong eighteen mile per hour winds are. And like, if I can run 211.50 with 18 mile per hour winds, like, you know, of course these guys can run fast. It's, these are great athletes. These are great athletes to train really hard. Um, another thing I did look at was, um, great result from Hugh Armstrong, you know, only a second marathon. Um, but for, you know, for him to have already been running 212, and I think he was maybe two and a half minutes slower at Dublin, or no, sorry, two and a half minutes slower than me at Dublin. Um, you know, if you look at that, that tells you something. Like, if I take two and a half minutes off my time, or even two minutes off my time at Dublin, um, or I think it was two minutes. Um, so maybe it wasn't as much as that. It was like 2.14.30, I think, at um, at a Dublin. So you're looking at, like, I think he ran 2.12.20. So maybe like maybe, like, two minutes and ten seconds, you know, something like that. But, fuck, that puts me under 2.10 at the likes of... If okay, there's a lot going on here. That's a lot of like assumptions and a lot of wee predictions and stuff. But like, I don't think anyone would argue that Hugh ran bad at Dublin. You know, I I think he was thrilled when he got to the finish line and he ran the time that he did. So, um, there's I I promise you, there's only so much fitness you can build in X amount of months. Now, the good thing with the marathon is he probably learned, he probably got experience, um, and he was able to attack the second one slightly different. But it's absolutely crazy, you know. These these marathons are 
coming very, very fast, especially these Spanish ones. Um, so yeah, locking on, but, but like I say, there was, there was, there was anger in me, but in a really good form. Um, you know, I, I, I just, maybe I needed a bit of a, just slap around the mouth that just said, like, basically, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, I think because I'm running a hundred mile a week, <clears throat> my actions outside of that. Now, we're only talking about a Friday night here. Like, I'm not going to be too hard on myself. Um, but at the same time, like, this, this is the Olympics. This is serious. And, um, I, I, I was a bit disappointed with myself, if I'm being completely honest. Um, a bit disappointed with my, with just, just with my lifestyle choices and, um, you know, there is balance and I do encourage balance and, and I, and I promote it quite a lot on the podcast and, and things like that. But, you know, like this, this is still very real and, um, things can be taken away from you very, very quickly. You know, if people, if other people are out there performing at a higher standard than you are, or, you know, a couple of people run a much faster time, like <laughs> I don't want, I would not want to be in that selectors meeting. Whereas, you know, the reason I picked to do Boston and and all the rest of it was because I I I truly believed I could almost like control my own de- destiny if that's what we're going to call it um and you know I believed that I could I could maybe put a better result out there um which would almost like solidify that selection no matter what other people do like I still believe um and and I don't fucking care how cocky or arrogant it sounds but I still believe if you put me Paul and Kevin on the same start line you know I stand a really good chance of you know like winning or or like you know beating those guys um and and I know how great they are and but that's that's just my own internal confidence that that says you know like if they were on the start line of Dublin or they were on the start line of Houston you know do I believe that they would have beat me and and the answer is no um and, and I and I hope they feel the same, you know, they should. Um and and that's just how it is. Like, you know, they should truly believe that they would beat me too, and that's just where a runner's confidence comes from. But um yeah, look, I wanna be in control of my own fate and so I believe going to Houston or sorry, going to Boston that, you know, a good result there could strengthen my selection. Um it it was talked about a month ago that that probably wouldn't need to happen. That probably blah blah blah, things like this. And anyone that was telling me that, I was it was gonna in one ear and out the other because I just knew that, you know, the way these marathons are going and how fast Valencia was and the fact that twenty people or something were, you know, running quicker than two ten and eight Europeans or something broke two ten. Um I just knew if you get good weather and a nice course, like anything can happen basically um you know you've still a couple of Irish guys are going to go and and try to run fast times and you know that's absolutely awesome um but yeah look it's back to work um I think my my social life has come to a swift close um probably quicker than I'd have liked to you know I've been having a lot of fun and and I encourage that I really do um but there's there's definitely a time and a place and I always come back to the you know, the the King Arthur quote, and he's trying to hold the sword and he can't. And the mage says, you know, don't get me wrong, I couldn't do it, but you have to do it because, you know, that's why you're going to be king. And sometimes you just got to fucking do what you got to do. So time to crack on. Hey, all. Um, 
So I guess I should just say I took a bit of a, I had to rush in to get some physio and um, jump on the Alter G for seven miles. So I'm just about to get in the car. So the wind should die down in a little second here. Um, but yeah, just so you know, this is in two parts, this podcast, same day, same morning. Um, but I, I just had to pause it until I, like I say, jumped on the Alter G and then timed it well with some physio straight after. So, you know, Monday, Monday's a fairly productive day for me. I've, I've already felt a pretty decent, um, result, I suppose you could say, of jumping on the Alter G. Um, it's the first Tuesday and Friday last week where there was no pains and no injuries. Um, so a couple of things, even just this morning since I, you know, had a bit of a, probably a rant um, about myself and my application to training and things like that. And, um, you know, I was, the physio was asking me how was the weekend and I'm, I'm pretty rash and um, I'm always pretty honest. So I said, I, I'm like, you know, I, I think it could have been a lot better. Um, and he said, how was training last week? And I said, well, you know, I, <laughs> I ran 102 miles. Um, and you know, I, I added the alter G's, I did two gym sessions and, um, but self, self, self reflection is very, very important. And, um, I, I always compare myself and my week of training to, you know, potentially what it could have been. And, and I think my nutrition around the weekend could have been, you know, slightly better. Um, and then I also just think I could have cut out a few pints and a few sambucas on the Saturday night, which, it's amazing how much I'm kind of like internally beating myself up about that, and um, but that's okay. Like um, I, I I get little gut feelings that there's a time and a place, and sometimes I need it. And um, but I also did tell you guys the quote from King Arthur, which I think stands true. You know, there's um, not everybody can do it. Um, some people feel they need. Um, you know, more time to recover than others. Um, some people are good. That's what I was saying to the physio. You know, I, I could make it. I could justify it really easily. And and I I told you guys the story, and 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 really like the story should be ripped up and and burnt. You know, the story of oh, but I trained really hard for Doha, and then oh, I turned that around really quick for Dublin, and and then I didn't take much downtime, and I you know I pounced again for Houston, and you know. Basically, I, I'd fucking tell myself to shut the fuck up. Like, we shouldn't need. Um, there's very, very, very small windows in life where you know it's crunch time and you got to knuckle down. And and you know this is definitely the time and place for me. Um, it's almost like I was I supposed to wake up Sunday, haven't had a few pints Saturday, and and punish myself and not do the 20 mile run. You know that should have been the punishment because I should have said. Your big focus was sleep, hydration, and nutrition. Like, how can you justify that Saturday night was good for you know those three things? So, I'm not, I'm not criticizing having a pint or 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 that or or spending time with friends. There's just in a time and place for everything. Um, so I had physio, I had the alter G, and then I, I I do a really good job of this. Like, I I believe in constantly constantly whether it's weekly whether it's daily um you know having a clean slate um and and look at where you are that day that week that month forget about the past forget about previous results forget about everything 
clean slate. How, how the fuck do I get better? You know, ask yourself that question. Um, and so, you know, I sat down in a coffee shop there now, and I haven't done this in a while. Um, and I just opened up. I, I'm very good at opening up the notes on my MacBook, and I, I at the top I put top ten at Boston, um, and underneath that I wrote clean your shit up. That doesn't mean like poop. Just means get your fucking act together. Um, live better. Hydration. You haven't checked this in weeks. Yoga forward slash stretching. And then beside that in brackets it says what the fuck are you doing? Because I haven't been in probably ten days. Um, and then it says, stop being complacent, cut the alcohol, you don't need it, drop some pounds, eat cleaner at the weekends, stop eating a fry every day, you fat fuck, build volume to 110 to 20 per week, get faster and better prepared for the hills. And uh, So that's 110 miles to 120 per week. It's funny that I just said that about the cut the fries out. Um, yeah, and, and it's complacency. I've got very, very complacent. Um, and that's what I'm sad about. I'm sad that that happens. It happened last year after Houston, if you remember. Um, now, the only thing holding me together at the minute is Boston. So the only reason I get up on a Sunday morning and I do that 20 miles and stuff is because I'm entered in Boston and the respect I have for standing on the start line of a marathon. Um, I just need to fucking sort it out. Like, I'm, 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 I'm still in a good place. I'm still, I've still got time to you know, work with the weeks that I have coming up. But all the things I told you guys about, like, you know, every night I'm going to open the notes on my phone and I'm going to put a to-do list in place for the next day and make sure I'm making the most of up day each day. What a fucking load of shite. That lasted about four days. Um, so, yeah, a bit disappointed with myself. Um, I, I just listened to a podcast um, on a hockey international um, I actually want to know her name now because, like, I, I was listening, but I was on the Alter G. Um, so at the very start, you know, it's BBC Four. Don't tell me the score or BBC. Um, Alex Danson. Um, fuck, there was some, there was some parts of that podcast. I, jeez, I was nearly in tears, and I was nearly in tears. This, this, this lady's, you know, absolutely phenomenal hockey player and and the most capped. Um, uh, must be for England. Won the won the Olympic Games um, at Rio, um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and she had an accident on holiday, and it you know gave her mild like brain trauma. Um, and basically, to cut a long story short, her fight or flight was damaged. The, the part of your brain that like you know sends signals and, and puts your body in either fight or flight, and it, it made her constantly like nervous, constantly worrying, um, amongst a lot of other things. But imagine imagine being in constant fight or flight, um, you know, at any at any sort of inconvenience, whether it's a little bit of noise, whether it's like too many people in a room, not trusting certain people, that would be mental. Like, you know, fight or flight's crazy enough as it is. Never mind, you know, that being damaged and you constantly kind of having to live in that state for a period of time in your life. And um, so I was listening to that and it got really emotional when they were they were sort of talking about she 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 said she changed her life priorities quite a lot. Um, and she's still as hungry as ever to be really excellent and good at hockey. And you know, but one of the things she was saying is, she talent, talent amazing. But it was those guys that were willing to like work harder. And and I always think I have the idea that I want to be really good and the idea that I'm going to work really really hard. But the application is far far different. You know, like I, I believe over the last couple of weeks, I've just let myself down a little bit at the weekends. Um, and you know, everything in moderation, but. It's hard, you can't, it's very hard to, it's very hard to do both. It's very hard to train like an animal on a Sunday morning 
and you know live like an animal on Friday or Saturday night when you're in the bar and um and you know I know I've talked a lot about like balance and um but I but I I don't I don't scold myself for wanting to party and and you know be that guy and um but at the same time I praise myself for an ability to know when enough is enough and when it's time to you know knuckle down and and like sway the balance in the other direction and um, like I'm I'm still a professional athlete there are still expectations I have of myself to show up to a 20 mile run um hydrated well slept and well nourished never mind you know being up to 1am the night before drinking pints and sambucas and standing on my feet all night um that's definitely not that's definitely not how I want to be showing up the 20 mile run and so disappointed in myself a little bit um I, I don't want to you know it, it could be easy for me to encourage that kind of behavior and and I feel that some of my listeners then would would you know get excited about that and you know I love that Scully is is you know able to train really hard but also drink some parties and, and that means I can drink and party too um I do drink and party I do order Chinese and eat Chinese um you know I I'm I, I do sit with a, a cup of tea and, and eat, eat chocolate hobnobs. I do all these things. Um, but, I, but I also do a very good job of realizing enough is enough and, you know, know when, when I got to knuckle down because I also fucking want to come top 10 at Boston Marathon. So I also don't mind telling myself when I'm not suggesting I'm fat when I write beside stop having a fry every day, you fat fuck. But it, it's me scolding myself that I know it's not the healthiest thing in the world. I know that there's extra calories that, you know, I've stood on the scales every Monday for the last three weeks and I've stayed the exact same weight, even though I'm running a hundred odd mile a week. I'm basically maintaining the weight that I gathered during my break uh, when I had bloody Chinese every night of the week. Um, the podcast isn't about trying to win friends. It's not about like... Oh, I want everybody to love the message that I'm given. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I try to be as honest as I possibly can with where my head's at at the time. And if that meant that two days ago or a day ago before Kevin ran 2.10.10, I thought it was okay to party. I'm telling you today, I'm fucking telling myself it's not because I don't want to be okay. I want to be brilliant. Um, but I'm not, I'm not superhuman. You know, I, I, I do need friendships from time to time. I, I do need company, I do need nights out, I do need beers, I do need Chinese. These are all things that I absolutely love. But I'm also telling you that I want to be better than the amount I love those things. And I can fucking tell you that for a fact. Um, I, I want to be better. And I, I'll, every single one of them will be deleted from my life if that's what I think needs to be done um, in order to be as good as I want to be. So um, that's the bottom line. And, and I think, again, I love coming back to the, you know, the King Arthur and, um, and, and the mage keeps asking him, have you held the sword yet? Have you held the sword? Um, you know, have you, have you held it the whole time? Have you, have you basically watched your mum being killed and your dad being killed? And, and, you know, he keeps saying no, but he can't finish it. And, and, you know, she says that one line that is so fucking important and says, don't get me wrong, I couldn't do it and neither could anybody else. But you, you basically have to and, and there can only be one king. Um, and, it, and it's, it's mental um, another thing I watched recently and, and it can seem corny and, and things like this but I watched um, The Matrix and there's a whole building phase in The Matrix and you know 
Neo Neo goes and sees the Oracle as as it's known and and she's talking to him and and she doesn't tell him that he's not the one um but she also doesn't tell him that he is the one um and and basically she she leaves it with him she doesn't say you can never be the one or that you're indefinitely not the one but she basically says you know you, you're not now and she says like you're like are you waiting for something you know maybe for another life or you know that was one of her wee lives you know it's, she says it's, it's like you're waiting for something and then she says another life perhaps um and he leaves and then you know as the scenes grow um the the team that sits behind neo like morpheus and trinity and and they're all sitting in the in the ship or the tank and um they they just sense it and and like you know that they're, they're asking morpheus what's happening and 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 i'm fucking getting adrenaline just thinking about it and and morpheus says you know he, he's starting to believe he's starting to believe he's the one and it's like you're not you're not given it you're not you're not given the the ability to be the one you know the same as me kevin and paul weren't weren't given olympic qualifying standards we we had to fucking earn them through days and months and years and and you know discipline 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 um you know god knows how many months at altitude i've done in the last three years probably of like 36 months 30 of them have probably been up at altitude and things like this but it's not given but but just like neo you know you're you can't be told that like you're special you can't be told you're going to be a medalist someday you you just have to choose choose to believe in your body and your ability and your skills and your assets and then choose to work like fuck you know and the difference between me and and somebody like fucking neo who ends up becoming the one you know a lot of his gifts he was given through like a computer system a computer generated system that made him really skilled made him like we've fucking earned every talent that we have in this world humans earn it by hard work by consistency by overcoming doubts fears all these types of things like we fucking earn what we have um and that's really really special that's really really important but anyway back to you know you're not you're not told you you have to start believing in yourself you have to start believing in what you can do and um you know like sometimes i sometimes i get that feeling when i'm out in the park and i'm banging out laps or you know when i'm out on sunday morning and i, and I have a headwind for 10 mile and and you know i am a bit hungover and, and it makes it all that much harder but i still get it fucking done you know I, I i i just think in my wee internal brain it just goes like well holy shit like maybe you are starting to believe in yourself kid maybe you are starting to believe in the talent and the ability that you have and then i thought the same on the treadmill this morning when i was listening to this podcast because she said that it was kind of drilled into them that they could win this olympic games and and then once it was drilled into them and they all started to believe it then their actions started to change um if if i if i started thinking i'm not going to be an olympian because i think other people can run faster or oh my god i'm not going to get selected and shit like this that would that would change that would change everything that would change my attitude that would change my application to training it would change everything whereas i think ireland would be fucking crazy 
not to pick me, knowing how amazing I think I can like perform there, and knowing how much better I think I could be even in the next few months. Um, but it's not given, you know, it has to be earned. And and unfortunately, we've talked about this before. But if I'm given a speech after Boston and I do come top ten or top five. I can tell you that the story will not be, I can't believe I came top five. I was partying every weekend. I was eating a fry every day of my life, you know, blah, blah, blah. The story will probably be there was a lot of fucking sacrifices. All, a lot of the things that I love, I had to put to one side for a period of time because that's what I was willing to do to achieve what I just achieved today. Um, and, and I know that to be true. I, I even, as depressingly as it sounds, I even know that means that I have to go back to altitude and, and put in work at altitude and put in time at altitude, even though like I've absolutely loved being home and, and I, I love the direction that my life is going in Belfast. But you know, I, I know that you have to make yourself uncomfortable. And I know that that's part of, that's part of what builds the fucking balls that I have in the last five or six miles of a marathon is, is putting myself in that environment, putting myself at altitude where I'm not comfortable, putting myself somewhere where I have to run slower. I have to work harder just to achieve little, little goals day by day. Um, but I'm willing, you know, I'm more than willing and I, I, I have to thank people like Kevin and Paul, you know, when they, when they go out and do what they do, I wake up the next day and I'm like, fuck, that's it you know, and, and I still believe I'll be the fastest, you know, I still believe at the end of all of this, I'll be the fastest, and, um, you know, these guys didn't take two years off, they didn't play rugby, they didn't gain a load of weight, I, it's the fact that I'm still in the race, and the fact that I'm keeping up, and the fact that my name would be mentioned beside these guys is, you know, one of the best, or the best, whatever way you want to look at it, like, is all credit to the ability, and the talent, and the fight that I have, because I haven't even been in the fight this whole time, you know, I took time off, I gained a load of weight, you know, I, I gained 10 kilograms, something like 30, 35 pounds, or something stupid, um, and played rugby, and, 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 you know, yes, I'm back three years now, and yes, that story can get boring, but there's still a lot more to come from me, um, I'm also that 90 mile a week guy rather than the 110, the 120. Um, but that's certainly something that I'm I'm looking to fix, especially with the Alter G and and especially where my goals are going. You can't fucking talk about top 10 of Boston Marathon or top five without thinking you're going to have to put in serious, serious work to achieve that. Um, but what I will tell you is that I'm absolutely willing. Um, and, and I'm fucking pumped and excited about it. And I swore more times today than, than I have in a while, but I can tell you that I'm just, I'm just excited. And I think everything happens for a reason. And I think the last couple of weeks were supposed to play out, play out the way they played out. I think I was supposed to get a little bit complacent, supposed to get a little bit lazy with my lifestyle choices. And it was all going to build to like the likes of today when I just wake up and say, okay, that's enough. Let's go. Let's get this done. Um, so yeah, good time for me. Um, and, and yeah, like, I, I hope I didn't offend anybody today. I hope I didn't, you know, I, I, I do, I, 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 I do try to strike a balance between, um, you know, speaking my mind, but also not trying to upset people or, or, you know, I don't want to come down on people. I don't want to criticize people on the podcast. I don't want to, you know, it's not a, it's not used to tell everybody how much better I am than everybody else. Not at all. Um, but, but I do speak my mind. Um, and, and yeah, like, like I say, I have, I have huge respect for any of my competition that I race and knowing that we all have our own things to overcome and, um, and they do too. Um, and, and, and lastly, 
absolutely congratulations to Kevin Seward. Um, and if none of you guys have reached out to him, you should you should say well done because Kevin's a guy that you know works full time and 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 has his own shit to deal with and and you know struggled with racing for years and and he's overcome a lot to get to the place um you know where he is now. So what a fucking talent! Well well done. Thanks very much, guys, for listening. Take care. Bye bye.